Welcome to the NDS Safer and Stronger podcast. In this episode, we are joined by Nikki Fraser, the Chief Financial Officer at Sassy Victoria, speaking with Graham West, the Disability Sector Consultant from the Safer and Stronger team, as they discuss supportability for client management using data line for expense management, HR managing staff through AmpLive and HeroPay, as well as using Calxa for board reporting. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you for joining me today in this conversation around IT system implementations. First up, if you could tell us a little bit about the great work that SASE does. Thank you, Graeme. Yes, SASE um, is a not-for-profit based in Frankston, um, but you know, operating more broadly around that area. Um, we have eight SIL residences, three day services, where we focus on capacity building and SLES. Uh, we do positive behavioural support, support coordination, respite, uh, home to community. Uh, we do camps when we're allowed um, and we're moving into psychosocial recovery as well. And your role there, Nikki? I'm the Chief Financial Officer. I've been at SASE um, close to 18 months um, and I am new to the disability sector as well. Um, not new to not-for-profit, but um, have been um, very new to the disability sector. It's always good to get a fresh set of eyes, so I'm sure you've been appreciated there in your role. With regard to the work that SASE has been doing, you've been undergoing some system implementations or changes. What have they been? We took, prior to my commencement, SASE took the view that we needed to um, systemise a lot of things, um, especially as a result of the transition from block funding to the NDIS model. It was obvious that a robust system of client management was required. So um, we began reviewing different software packages, not just for client management, but we also reviewed them from a financial and a HR perspective as well. What was the approach taken to deliver these changes? So do you have an internal IT capability or did you need to use consultants or contractors? No, we managed all of this internally. Um, using the different areas of the business and their, their strengths. So looking at the client management system, we took a lot of experience from our operations manager and our frontline staff, I should say, sorry. Um, and we decided to use a system, um, quite a robust system called Supportability that was implemented and it captures all of the client data, um, journal notes, the financial data, and all of the supports that we do offer. It also talks to our accounting system and it enables us to download data to upload to Proda as well. In choosing supportability, were there any other system integrations or improvements that you considered undertaking at that time? I think it's important to consider the size of your organisation, the cost of the software that you decide to implement and the benefits that you can get from that cost. We find that um, supportability, whilst it is quite an expensive um, system, um, satisfies all our needs because it ticks the client management, the um, financial box as well, as well as our compliance box. Um, so for us, the investment was um, to, to use supportability and roll it out across all of our all of our systems, and we're very happy with that. But we do understand that there are multiple systems out there, such as CareLink and other smaller systems that do similar jobs. I'm happy to comment on um, our understanding of supportability. We've been really 
pleased to see that they take quite a proactive approach to consulting with um, organisations on what's needed. And in the last 18 months, I've seen supportability transform the way they interact with finance uh, to create um, a lot of systems that work um, better in terms of tracking supports that are not necessarily paid by Proda in a timely fashion. So they're really evolving with the organisations that they support. We found that to be one of the great benefits of supportability is that they listen. Excellent. So they're there for the long journey and they're partnering effectively with you. They are effectively partnering with us, yes. We um, are asked to consult constantly on changes and we're asked to vote on the different changes that are important to us. So recently um, we voted on you know, whether the um, interaction with Proda was more important or the interaction with the new price guide, um, the transition to face-to-face, -face, et cetera. So it, we find it quite interactive. It doesn't always go our way, but um, we appreciate the consultation. What was the period of time that supportability was implemented over? And what were some of the change complexities that you can tell us about? I think the supportability system was implemented over some months. There was obviously the transition of client data, also the transition from block funding to, to the NDIS model meant that we had to change the way that funding was recorded. While supportability did record block funding in there, we find that it's um, more, more suited to the, the support model than the block funding. And it originally held our HR information as well. So it was used originally for rostering and for human resource tracking also, but we have transitioned into a completely different system for HR now um, after quite a considerable review and just primarily use supportability only for clients. Did you have any issues with user acceptability and training and things like that? So that the change readiness of the organisation was SASE um, well, well placed to do this implementation? We were well placed. We have um, some fantastic, I suppose, super users that then flow the training down to other staff. Um, supportability has fantastic internal controls where we can segregate who has access to which areas of the system. So most of our, um, our support workers and our team members only need to add journal notes. They don't need to see any other data. So we find that um, in terms of training um, at a base level, it's quite, quite simple to use. It gets more sophisticated as you come up the chain of, of accessing all different areas of the system, but they have a fantastic online training module, um, which has heaps of, heaps of areas that you can access for, for training. Um, it also gives us reporting as well so that we can download information about um, the amount of funds left in somebody's plan, the amount of unsigned off supports. It enables us in finance to really engage with our practice leaders and our practitioners to ensure that they are um, aware of where we're standing from a you know, support sign-off point of view and understanding you know, um, what's left to be done towards end of month and really helps us make sure that we're on top of plan expiries and making sure that we follow up with support coordinators and the NDIA in the event of an upcoming plan expiry. But we found that we, we have people with different areas of expertise across the, across the company that focus on training other staff. Okay, that's excellent. So with regard to how you're working now, from what you were just saying, it sounds like things are better than they were. Is there any other aspect to 
what's been delivered through this implementation that means that your organization's better placed to serve customers and for it to manage its internal finances and the like? It's enabled us to, it's when change happens that we really find that supportability hits, um, hits all the buttons for us. So with the recent change to the NDIS price guide, we were able to very quickly change the way that we um, manage our supports. And with the recent changes to how SIL funding is delivered, we were very quickly able to update those and roll those out. So the automation process in supportability has enabled us to react really quickly when the changes come out of the NDIA. And we've been really pleased with, with that. Um, we understand that if you didn't have a system that's quite so adaptive, there, there is some lag in other organisations being able to access funding. And we're really thrilled that we've been able to maintain our cash flow, especially during COVID, um, by using systems to enable us to keep on top of things. Yeah, that's a really important point. So with regard to strategic directions, I had a look at your documentation on the internet and there's a reference to embedding systems infrastructure across operations and services as a focus area up till 2023. So with regard to that, what else needs to be done to get the full value out of this system implementation? Well, I think that we are currently getting um, full value from supportability. When we talk about system implementation across the organisation, we're talking about other areas as well. So we have also interest implemented add-ons into our financial system for expense management. There's a multiple suite of programs out there, but we've used DataLine, which enables us to um, have a, uh, for, as, as you know, for not-for-profits, it's really important that we have the right people approving the right funding. Um, so we have an internal approval process built into DataLine. Um, it's enabled us to go paperless so that we can save money on printer contracts, on paper, um, and also on the support the environment. It is an automated system. Invoices are emailed through to the system. Um, it goes out for approval and then it automatically feeds into our accounting software, enabling us to ensure that expenses are accurate, they're costed, they're coded correctly, um, they're approved, and then we manage to pay them in a timely fashion, uh, which has enabled us to have really good cash control as well. There's quite a few of them out there. I know other organisations are using Columo, some are using Conquer, some are using Receipt Bank. Um, and if they're a small organisation using Zero, they'll probably be utilising HubDoc. But we found DataLine is a very affordable, um, user-friendly program that we've implemented um, from an expense management point of view. And with regard to HR systems and really helping fill shifts and manage labour costs, have you done any HR implementations? Yes, we did a very robust review of our HR and our rostering system. And we implemented across a period of about six months, um, EmpLive and HeroPay. And we have been very happy with that. The rostering system has enabled us to match clients to clients' um, needs, to the skill sets of our employees. It's enabled us to fill shifts um, very easily by sending out automated messages. Um, people are able to sign in on their phone. Um, it's enabled enabled us to really engage employees into the, the purpose of filling the rosters. Uh, it's also had an impact on wage costs, making it easier for us to interpret when they blow out and easier for us to understand where the gaps are um, when they arise. 
it talks to our HR system really effectively and to our payroll system. And we were really pleased with the um, impact that it's had on um, managing staff, retaining staff, and most importantly, um, monitoring the costs of staffing. I think one of the things that um, we're most pleased with with our reporting software is that we've been able to use it to upskill the workforce. So we've been able to um, empower our practice leaders and our operations managers with real live data, um, real life financial information that empowers them to implement their budget and make decisions on the ground. It really gives them ownership of um, not just the fantastic outcomes that they're getting with clients, because that is, you know, without a doubt, our number one priority, but also gives them um, empowerment to make financial decisions as well. And we're, we're really proud of that. And just finally, Nikki, I understand that you've implemented Kelxa just for reporting, particularly for boards. And could you tell us a little bit about that implementation? At Kelxa, uh, we implemented a cloud-based version of Kelxa this year, which enables us to generate financial reports that are easy to read, uh, user-friendly and accurate, that we can then um, use for board reporting purposes to enable strong decision-making. We find that um, it consolidates all our data really easily, and it's in a user-friendly, customizable format that's enabled um, us to build up our practice leaders and our operations managers to better understand how the organisation and their departments are going and translates really well to board reports. We've been thrilled with it. And I imagine that that wouldn't take long to generate once they're set up and all of the fields have been predetermined, the board's given their inputs as to what they want to see. So that does that turn out pretty quickly? instantaneous. I have reports set up. Once the accounts are finalised, I just hit a sync model and all of the reports are generated instantaneously to go out to all the relevant parties. So it's a, a 30 second process once the um, accounts are finalised for the month. Yeah, that's a great efficiency. Yes. Thanks, Nikki, for sharing Sassy's journey to implement supportability and to tell us a little bit about your other system implementations and the benefits and outcomes that come from them. Thank you very much, Graham. I appreciate the time. Thank you for listening. Search NDS Safer and Stronger on YouTube for more experiences from disability providers as well as other useful resources or visit the Coronavirus Hub Victorian Response section at nds.org.au. The Safer and Stronger project focuses on supporting disability services in response to COVID-19.